Hey, welcome to Top Shelf Tech. Uh, coming to you today in conjunction with ZX Security for the first time doing a monthly security uh, brief where we will be talking about all that's happening in the security world uh, that, that we think impacts New Zealand. Uh, we've got with us today Ian, uh, GM of ZX Security. Ian, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself before we kick off? Hey, Jeremy, thanks for getting me on. Uh, so yeah, my name is Ian. I run a penetration testing consultancy called ZX Security based in New Zealand. Um, our main office is based in Wellington. We've got about 20 plus staff that are full-time security consultants. And um, we've got clients ranging from two seats up to 250,000 seats um, for big international clients, which is pretty cool. So yeah, our main work is just um, hacking applications, hacking um, infrastructure, hacking anything, finding vulnerabilities, and then I'm responsibly disclosing them to our clients. Cool. And Ian, just in the news yesterday, um, like the well, last couple of days, we've seen some information around Team um, Team New Zealand. Obviously, there's a lot going on there. Uh, but one piece that uh, that's been centred upon is a security incident that looks like a bunch of money has um, has headed offshore. What can you tell us about uh, about that, those sorts of attacks? Yeah, they're they're actually much more common than people realise. Um, a lot of the clients that we would deal with, um, again, because of privacy, th those, those clients aren't named, but it is a very common thing. Um, when you look at New Zealand and you look at our um, level of maturity across the board, um, a lot of the businesses are still run by a lot of people whose um, IT maturity wouldn't be that high. So um, being able to um, email or compromise someone is a very easy um, attack vector. And also the rewards you get for the low risk of trying to do it is very easy as well too. So um, when you look at what happened with uh, Team, um, Team NZ, it's a very easy thing to do, but unfortunately, it was a very public affair for them. It, and it doesn't look like it was an overly sophisticated attack no, on, uh, either. Very low, very low sophistication. With those uh, types of compromises, it's as easy as changing one letter or one number on someone's email address and then having forwarding back to yourself and then away you go and then you can do what you want. And then from that point of view, it's, hey, instead of paying this bank account, pay this bank account and people just are so busy with life, they just assume that's the way it is. And yeah, okay, well, let's send it from there to there. Um, and then, and then, then that's the way it is, yeah. So shifting gears to something that looks um, a, a lot more involved, we've seen um, a lot of rhetoric from Australia over the last month around um, what they're labelling as uh, state-sponsored uh, security events, and we've just seen them release a budget that uh, contains a lot of, uh, uh, you know, a lot more offensive uh, cybersecurity measures. What can you tell us about what you know? What is a state-sponsored attack? How is it differentiated yeah. from um, from what we you know more commercially orientated stuff? And what is offensive um, cybersecurity? Yeah, definitely. So there's a couple of things to unpack there. So starting with just the state-sponsored attack. So traditionally, a state-sponsored attack would be a state, for example, New Zealand would hire a bunch of individuals, either privately or publicly, to attack a nation or an adversary in order to gain information or knowledge that they could use against them. Um, and then to take it to the next degree, it's very, very hard at the moment to determine exactly what, when it is a state-sponsored attack and when it isn't for a number of technical reasons. For example, how do you know that in that state, whether it was a, the government agency that had hired a private company to do it, whether it's a private company itself being malicious for the sake of being malicious, whether it looks like it's coming from China, for example, but it's actually a VPN coming from Iran. Like It's very hard to... to to factually and definitively determine exactly whether a state-sponsored attack is a state-sponsored attack. Um, and even on the cases where, for example, when you when you look at the situation currently in Australia, that has an extra layer of 
and detail to it or lack of detail i suppose because this situation here isn't due to a highly sophisticated nation state it actually showed how weak australia's security is i think the 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 group that um, attacked them were called the copy and paste crew because they literally just copied and pasted a couple of patches, uh, uh, areas that weren't patched and just sent it out to Australia. So it just, it, I think it was more Scott Morrison trying to, side, trying to save face, but the beauty of him trying to save face is now there's a big budget that's being produced to help Australia get to a level of, um, uh, a higher level of security, I suppose. And then to answer your last question, the difference between offensive and defensive a lot of that comes from um, army rhetoric from blue team and red team. So blue team would be the defensive. They would be the people inside the business trying to either see what's coming in and what's being attacked and how to analyze it and how to stop it ha happening. Then the red team or the offensive team or the people that are on the outside trying to get in. So should we be concerned in New Zealand that we've been targeted with the same things and when, when it looks like they're very common, uh, you know, copy and paste attacks of known exploits, what can pe um, people do in New Zealand to, uh, to protect against those? Yeah, definitely. So to unpack that as well too, should, should New Zealand be concerned? Being part of the Five Eyes automatically opens you up to a certain attack vector. And to go into that would take two hours completely on geopolitical things, so I'm not going to delve in there. But I'm um, just looking at um, the next question you asked is what, what can Kiwis or New Zealand businesses do to prevent um, certain uh, situations of that happening then is, again, regular updates to patch management, having businesses um, do, that specialize in this. Just because you don't specialize in it doesn't mean it can't be done. And this isn't a plug for ZX Security or for Instillery. It's whoever your current partners are, whoever you deal with, making sure that you have the right security focus and the advisors that can help you with how to ensure that you're always at the highest level of security. Um, is the main thing. Then finally, look, one other, uh, other one that's hit the headlines over the last month has been Lion Nathan. And um, fortunately, I didn't see too much disruption in my beer supply, but um, I know, you know it, was, uh, it was pretty impactful from a logistics um, perspective, from what I understand. And again, look, you know, just um, the size and scale of that sort of a, a attack looks to be uh, looks to be growing. What uh, What are your thoughts on that? Is it growing? Or is it just that this one's hit the headlines and it's a great question. I, I wouldn't. I think it's not that it's growing, but I think uh, it's more relevant to um, what is going on at the world. If you look at with, when COVID, when everyone moved remotely and everyone was dealing with the dealing over the internet, just it makes it adds more of um, just, yeah, more of a presence, I suppose. But then to take a step back and to understand the difference between targeted and non-targeted attacks as well, too. A lot of the listeners or people in the world that want to understand security may look at a business like Lion and say, oh, they were targeted. Chances are they weren't targeted at all. It was just someone in Sweden, for example, found a bug, wrote a script, and just sent it out to the internet. And whoever it hit, it hit. And um, there was no, mal no malicious intent in relation to it. It wasn't targeted at Lion or Honda or whoever it may be. It was just sent out to the internet, and whoever it hit, it hit. So again, the quick ways to mitigate that is ensure that your, your patch management is up to standard, ensure you're um, dealing with the right levels of compliance as well too from a security point of view. And then beyond that, then just ensuring internal staff as well too. They always say security is, uh, humans are security's weakest link, but just making sure that the, the humans in your business are actually the strongest link. Cool, and look, it was labeled a ransomware attack. Was it a ransomware attack? And what is the difference between you know, ransomware, phishing, whaling, all these terms that we're, um, we're hearing bandied around? Yeah, definitely, yeah. So uh, this one from, um, from understanding, I, haven't, I don't know uh, much on it because I haven't worked with it, 
But um, yes, this would have been seen as a ransomware attack. So a ransomware attack is when um, an, ad an adversary or someone malicious would compromise um, a computer system, so a business's system. But an email compromise would be more akin to the Team NZ, um, what we spoke about previously, where they would compromise someone's email and um, have malicious intent around that, whether it's taking money out. Awesome. Cool. Well, look, thanks a lot for joining us, Ian. Um, really appreciate your thoughts on these topics. And I think there's lots of um, useful stuff out there for people to just um, demystify a, a little bit of what's going on in the security world. Awesome, man. I really appreciate that. Thanks very much. It was really good. Cool. And thanks all for uh, joining us on our first security brief. Um, if you liked it, comment. Um, you can ask questions as well. And we can, um, Ian's pretty active on um, LinkedIn. So I'm sure we can um, fire any questions through um, through Definitely. those channels as well. And um, otherwise, we'll, we'll, we'll um, connect up again in a month. Thanks, guys. Have a great day.